Hey, teacher friend, welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. And today we're getting into some nitty gritty, some tactile learning here. Many people will come to me and say, how do I keep records? What do you actually do in your homeschooling business or in your micro school? Do you keep the records? Do parents keep the records? What about annual reporting? Do you give standardized tests? What about grades, the requirements, the laws? I have never done this before. That's what I hear all the time from teachers. So teachers, we all know what it's like to have to document and to track and to report and keep grades. And let me just say, this is nothing like what you've had to do before. Mm-mm-mm-mm. This is so great. So awesome. Let's get into it. Grab your notebook, grab a pencil, grab something nice to drink because we are getting into some real good info. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Oh my goodness, you guys, something really new and exciting. We have up on the Teacher Let Your Light Shine website, we have the eight-step roadmap to building your micro school or homeschooling business. Ah! And so today's episode is really going to hone in on step number two. When you create your niche and you add value, that is the second step. So head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com, print off your eight-step roadmap to building your micro school or dream schooling business. It is awesome. Go down into the show notes, click the link for the free resource, and then you'll be able to get more clarity on when and how to start each step of the process for building your business. Today's episode really hones in again on step number two, determining your niche and your value. Those protocols for record keeping also fall into this step. You know, you know, when you have to start thinking about the legalities or laws or requirements, it just feels as if your teacher brain is like, I don't even want to go there. I do not specialize in law. I am not into this stuff. Just let me teach. But guess what? You just need to learn this once. And I promise it's nothing but a Google search, my friend. It's nothing but a Google search. However, when you start learning what the laws and the requirements are for record keeping in your school or your homeschooling business, 
you start gaining more clarity and you feel more autonomy, you'll gain more confidence and you'll be like, okay, this is what I got to do. Awesome. And then you are able to explain this information to parents who are deciding to homeschool their children or becoming a homeschool parent and having you tutor or teach their child. It's awesome. I'm telling you, when I first started doing this year one, I thought I have so much freedom. This almost feels illegal. Seriously, it almost feels illegal because coming from our background, you think I've got to do this. I've got to show this. I got to document this. Oh my goodness. I got to be here and I've got to put it here and I need them to know and I've got to show proof and I got to do this and this goes in this system and this information goes on this form. I got to make sure I get my grades. I got to make sure my grade book is streamlined with my other peers. Oh my goodness. Enough is enough. We do not have to take it. Oh, oh no, we don't have to take it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I just had to put that out there. Super corny. Yes, I am. But when this lights me up, it lights me up because I feel freedom. But there are still some requirements. Yes, we know that it is important to keep record of things, right? Definitely need to keep record And we do have to learn about legalities so that we can keep ourselves abreast and secure, but it doesn't have to be a daunting or scary process. In fact, I teach this in my coaching programs. I take you through all of the steps and help you understand what you need to know and what you can teach parents because parents are going to come to you and they're going to say, well, how do I unenroll my child from school? What do I need to keep? showing proof that they've been homeschooled. What forms do I fill out? What if I want to put them back into school? Or what do I have to report to the state every year? This is so good. Okay. Well, number one, we know that good records equip our students with proof of an education. Okay. We have to prove that they've had an education because this also allows them to continue their education. You can homeschool a child all the way up through high school And then when it's time to go to college, if they want to go to college, you, the parent, actually create the transcript. It's crazy. I know. It's just crazy. But as the homeschool tutor, you can help parents do this. This is a service you can provide. Or you can actually do this for the parent if you have been the one helping to provide the education. Not that you have to. It's just a service that you can provide because when students are in high school, if they enter the military, they do have to have record of education or to pass an employer background check. Okay. This is like by the end of high school. I know I'm going far out there, but if you are doing this for high school students, you do have to have record keeping high school transcripts. Like I said, the parents can write it. You can even help if you have been a part of that. In addition, keeping records are valuable if there are ever any questions that come up about your homeschool or your tutoring business. So what type of records do you have to keep? Because you've never done this before. Where do you start? How do you know if you're being legal? Number one. Actually, did I just already say number one? This is actually step number one, okay? This is step number one. You are going to go to, if you live in the United States, hslda.org. Again, 
hslda.org. It stands for Homeschool Legal Defense Association. They can give you all of the information on their website. In addition, you can also call your local school district and they can give you specific laws and requirements and answer your questions if you have specific questions pertaining to your specific school district. Again, you can also call HSLDA after looking at their website. They can give you more information. Now, you may not be homeschooling your own child, but a micro school or a homeschooling business does infer that these children are quote unquote homeschooled. They are registered through their state as being a homeschool student, unless you set your business up as a private school or a charter school. However, I am an LLC. I recommend that people start out as an LLC unless you would like to go the nonprofit or for-profit route. You can also do private schooling. But again, I like to keep it simple, starting out as an LLC. Number two, after you go to HSLDA, you will look at your state's homeschooling rules related to record-keeping requirements. You can find this on HSLDA in that same information. So you go to hslda.org or you can go to your local school district page and it should have a tab for homeschooling and they will explain record-keeping requirements. They give you options. They actually give you options. I can give you an example of Florida just to give you insight but you definitely want to look at this for your specific state. This is the parent's responsibility, by the way. This is the parent's responsibility to take care of record keeping. You assist them, but they are the ones who are responsible for keeping hold of the records. So for an example, a parent chooses to homeschool their children and send their child to you for tutoring services. Whether you are a micro school, or whether you're just providing one hour or two hours of tutoring services, no matter how much time you're providing and instructing that child, you are considered that child's tutor. You can be a full-time tutor or a part-time tutor. It doesn't matter in this case. The parents are sending them to you for tutoring. Any parent can send their child to tutoring, whether the child is homeschooled in a private school or in a public school. doesn't matter. The parents, however, if they choose to go the homeschool route and send their child to you, they do have to include a notice of intent to the school. But guys, this is easy. This is a phone call to the school or looking at their website and printing off the form. So let me reiterate, after going to hslda.org and seeing what the requirements are, looking at your specific state, then you, as the homeschool provider, the tutor, you are educating parents that it is their responsibility to register their child as a homeschooled student. Depending on the state, you either have an option of registering them through the state or registering them through the school district. In the state of Florida, we just register them through the school district. How do we do that? Well, if you are numbering your paper underneath your homeschooling rules requirements, you're going to put letter A and you're going to write notice of intent. Parents have to let the school district know what they are intending to do education-wise for their child. And that is simply a form to fill out, not a five-page form, just a simple one-page form. That's how it is here in the state of Florida. Underneath letter A, the notice of intent, it's letter B. Keep a portfolio. For 
citizens in the state of Florida, they are to keep samples of student work for two years at least. Again, you want to check what the requirements are for your state if they require a portfolio. And this portfolio is something that I educate my parents on. I give them an accordion file and I say to them, each week as work comes home for your student, just go ahead and file the papers the way that you feel necessary. What kind of papers am I talking about? I'm talking about any type of papers. Do they have to save every paper? No. But at the end of the year, you want your parents to know the importance of saving documentation in case anybody were to ever ask them to turn in that portfolio, they would be able to see that their child did learn reading, math, writing, whatever it is specifically that your state requires for them to learn. That's why it's important, depending on each state, what they like to see in that portfolio. The state of Florida just says, keep a portfolio. What does that mean? It means we keep student work. Not every single math paper, not every single science paper. You can keep art projects. You can keep all subjects, majority of subjects. It's up to you what you as the parent feel necessary because the portfolio just shows that the student has been homeschooled or has received an education. Letter C is an educational evaluation form. At the end of the year, parent in the state of Florida is responsible for turning in a form to the school district that says we've completed a year of homeschooling. Who signs off on that paper? A certified tutor or a certified teacher signs off on that paper. So for the parents who send their children to me, guess what? I'm the certified teacher. I fill out the evaluation form. I state their name, that they are in this specific grade, that they have showed progression of understanding in their grade level. I give my teacher certification number and I give it back to the parents and they mail it back to the school district. Now, for my own child, I cannot evaluate my own child in the state of Florida. So I find another teacher who looks over her work. I just take the portfolio over there, the little little accordion file. She looks through her work and says, oh, this is so great. We chat about the work. We chat about all things homeschooling. And of course, this teacher knows that I've been homeschooling my daughter. She lives right down the street from me. But she does take interest in what she's been learning. So with this being said, I, in the state of Florida, cannot evaluate my own child, but I do have another teacher look over her work. Evaluation also can mean that you give a standardized test. Again, I am not able to give the standardized test to my daughter in the state of Florida, but I am able to give a standardized test to any of the students who come to my micro school because I am a certified teacher. But as a certified teacher, do I have to keep records of this? I do not. It all falls back on the parents. They are the ones who are responsible for filing a notice of intent to homeschool, for keeping a portfolio, and for making sure that an educational evaluation form is filled out at the end of the year, either showing that their child made significant progress towards that grade level expectation or took a standardized test. If your state requires that children or students take a standardized test, you can order the standardized test as the homeschool tutor and administer that assessment. You can go to BJU Press and they have standardized tests. You will need to make sure that you look through your state's requirements and I can help you do that as well. You'll want to look through, make sure 
that whatever standardized test you are choosing is approved by your state. If your state requires it in the state of Florida, they do not require that. And last but not least, if a child were to ever go back into the school system or no longer be homeschooled, a notice of termination would need to be given to the school district. Again, this is in the state of Florida. What you need to understand most importantly is that going to hslda.org and educating yourself on the requirements is what's going to give you more clarity. In addition, in the state of Florida, it is recommended that parents keep attendance records. Your state will typically give you the amount of days that a child needs to be homeschooled or receive homeschool education. In the state of Florida, it's 180 days. So parents keep that attendance record. I do not have to keep grades in the state of Florida. Now, if a child were to end up going into a school, for an example, my daughter, when she went into middle school, they did not say, can I see your portfolio? They did not want to see an evaluation. They just wanted to see what classes I gave her so that they could put her in additional classes. Again, that's for our state. You can also save information on the textbooks or the workbooks that your student used keep samples of the student work, but you as the homeschool tutor, you do not have to keep that. That is the parent's responsibility within your micro school or within your tutoring business. You are just the facilitator. You help parents understand the homeschooling laws. You make sure that you follow what your state recommends. If there are specific curriculum guidelines, specific standards that have to be taught, of course, you have to follow those legalities. But most importantly, It is the parent's responsibility because they are registered as a homeschool parent, giving you access to tutoring their child. I always recommend that parents just save what I send home, keep it in the accordion file, and if they choose to give a standardized evaluation, they would submit this to the school district as well. Is there anything that I have to personally file with the state? No, there's nothing that I have to file with the state of Florida. You will look at your state and it may seem like, oh, how do I understand this or interpret this? But from what I have seen, it's pretty straightforward. Once you go to hslda.org and you look at the requirements, I recommend that you call your local school district just to see if there's any specific information that you need to be aware of so that you can educate yourself as a parent or educate other families. As for grades... Because I am not required in the state of Florida to take grades, it's really optional. So for my younger students in kindergarten, first and second, I simply need to provide curriculum and the learning while the parents keep that squared away. I do not give grades to those students, but I always progress monitor and not that I have to, but I do show progress every quarter for parents just through assessments that I have developed myself or that I have found embedded within the curriculum. For my older students in third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, parents like to see grades. I don't have to give the grades, but they, meaning the parents that I serve, appreciate seeing grades for their children. So I provide grades for their child. If your state does not require you to take grades, then I say that is so up to you. And you determine if that's what you feel is best at your school. Again, I have a hybrid. I don't give grades for the younger students, but I do give grades for the older students. A lot of micro schools that I typically see 
do not give grades to students. If you are creating a homeschooling business with a hybrid approach, meaning that you are working with the parent and they are providing part of the instruction while you are providing the other part of instruction, that would just be a conversation, a partnership, consultation of who is going to be giving the grades if you have to give the grades or if you and the parent decide it's best interest for that child to receive grades. Again, most micro schools do not give grades. Just putting it out there. Most tutors do not give grades. But if you feel as if that's something you want to offer parents, go for it. If that is something specific that parents are looking for, you can offer that as well. But majority of time, parents who are choosing to homeschool their children or have an opportunity such as a micro school or a part-time partnership with you, they may decide to forego traditional grades and maybe just have a progress monitoring approach. And don't forget to go to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com and download your free eight-step roadmap to building your micro school or homeschooling business. I hope that this episode has been helpful to you please make sure that you go and visit hslda.org. Check out your state requirements and guidelines. And also feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram, send me an email, or check out our coaching programs and see which one would be best for you. Until next time, keep shining your teacher life. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.